Yes, sir. Welcome back, or I mean, really, welcome to a very special episode of the G Show. Are we still going to call it the G Show? I'm here with Cyrus, of course. This is Justin. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see why not, but if you want to come up with something to separate it from the A Show, then yeah. For the purpose <laughs> of this, this is the G Show of this episode. Yeah, um, we'll come up with a name later. <laughs> when we do further New Japan excursions, we will have a new name for this uh, New mm-hmm. Japan show. Uh, of course, thank you guys for listening to us, as always, on the A-Show RNC Network. We are going to be reviewing today New Japan Pro Wrestling Power Struggle 2020. And I brought this show up a couple of months ago, or really a month ago, damn near. Really, Actually, it hasn't been a month. It has not been a month since so about three weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. I, I brought the show up and I said, you know, I want to I want to do more New Japan coverage, and you know, we're here now to to talk about Power Struggle. I, but I have a surprise for Cyrus because last time, oh, I have a surprise for you. Are you I, I don't, I don't, I'm not even a fan of surprises. But all right, hit me with it. Uh, let me let me find the surprise. Right, let me open up the box here. Ready, ready. Ready? Uh, what's in the box? Oh. There you go. Flex bomb. You asked All for right. it. You, you know what I did? And I'm about to drop off. I'm, we're about to drop a lot of them on this, uh, on this show. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you got to have a funk flex voice, New York. You're not going to have that. I, I, I think I could come up with If Mark can do it, I can do it. Okay. I mean, I want to see you try and outdo Mark on the, uh, on the impressions. I would love to see that. Hey, I, I, I ain't say I could do all that. <laughs> He's damn near unbeatable. Um, we, we, I mean, we're, we're, in a, we're in a good place here. I, I think, you know, we're, we're recording this on, on a Sunday uh, after Power Struggle aired, the 8th of November. What a, what a crazy, right? I think this would be a different show if, if some, some things shook out the, the other way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just this on top of uh aew uh full gear just watching those shows back to back um yeah just good old wrestling (laughs) i didn't i didn't see full gear um i mean i've seen bless you i've seen a lot of reviews on full gear they're saying it's one of the best pay-per-views of the year wow oh the silence is the silence is deafening right now. Hey, whatever 20, if there's a 2022, I want to see what, I'm, I'm trying to see what they're experiencing on that side. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a nine, a rating of a nine and, you know. I guess. 
the the war report episode uh i just finished recording it uh doing my review on full gear so oh i can't wait to i can't wait to hear that so we're gonna wait for friday it ain't no nine i'll tell i'll tell y'all boys that <laughs> yeah we're gonna wait for Friday. well i mean i see one in the low eight so i think that'd be fair a low eight is, is fair just from what i've seen it looks like a low eight card and you know a high seven from me as i'll say right now but the fewer the full review will be coming soon okay well tune in on friday to the war report to hear that review as well as nxt (laughs) not nxt uk no nxt uk (laughs) no hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on no no nxt uh uk Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, let's get into Power Struggle. Um, of course, live from the Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium in Osaka, Japan. 2,800 people in attendance. I can't wait. Hopefully, we can have that very soon in America, right? Right. Je- jealous every day. Yeah, every single day. Um, hey, I mean, the card looks strong. I said it looks strong. There are strong things about the show. <laughs> uh, there are some not so strong things about the show, but let's tap into it right now. First off, the King of Pro Wrestling Trophy match, Toroyanu, who, who holds it right now, versus Zack Sabre Jr. <sighs> so the stipulation is that none of the corners have the corner pads. Did you did you did you peep that? Did you did you know? Yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and I did I did enjoy the joke where uh, Toriyano does an Irish whip to. Uh, to Zack Sabre Jr. and his back hits a corner pad and he like looks shocked. Yeah. I thought that was funny. That's about it. Uh, a, lot, a lot of comedy. Um, I mean, if, you, if you're into Yano and, and, and his, his antics, if you're into these types of things, I think we saw them. We saw them in the G1, right? Mm-hmm. Just, but you know. I, in, in this match, it's a more perfected version of it because it actually, oh, well, it works. Yeah, a lot of it works this time around. Yeah, your mileage may vary here uh, with, with, with the, the match. It went 12 minutes. Uh, you, you had the ending come when Yanu tied uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s shoelaces together he couldn't, to the guardrail. He couldn't free himself, and uh, Yanu wins uh, via countout. So there you go. I, I don't know why, but I, I was just like, wow, that is so much smarter than using the tape. like it it just works so much better because like if you tie a shoelace really really hard that shit ain't coming out with nothing but scissors so like you probably should have just always done that (laughs) uh i mean you know it's a yano match it is what uh i listened to the english commentary with chris uh, carlton charlton on on here uh just as insufferable as ever I, I did Japanese commentary because I heard uh, I was looking at a preview and I heard Rocky Romero on it and I was like oh, I'm okay. Oh, there is a moment where he legitimately stutters. Well, not even really stutters, but he is like he cannot find his line for about a minute and it's really painful. And I was just like, man, I'm never listening to English commentary ever again. <laughs> just uh, there's a lot of bad uh, English commentary teams up there, and New Japan has them. I don't. I thought uh, when Kevin Kelly was doing his stuff solo during the G1, I thought that was like so much better than having uh, the other two there. Yeah, yeah, I, and they tend to 
has such varying styles. Um, and mm-hmm. I do listen to the Japanese. I listen to the show in only English. And I, I just don't think it works. And, and, and like the thing that makes it worse is that Kevin is on Zoom and Rocky's on Zoom. And I think Chris is on Zoom as well. Or, or they're on Oh, no. Yeah. So the Rocky's audio is louder. Chris's audio is kind of muted. And Kevin's is perfect. So like, you know, just like with podcasting, you know, even if you listen to one of our shows, we might have audio that's, that's off, but it's mm-hmm. like, again, we're not trying to commentate wrestling matches. You know, we're just shooting the shit. There, it kind of, it, it's kind of glaring. I, true, like, New Japan, I commend you for trying to just get the English commentary on time, but a good product, like, nobody's going to mind if the audio sounds good and it's like a day late, you know? But right. if it's live and it sounds shitty, that's a problem. And you're going to always remember that, you know, like it's yeah. always going to be that. So um, that, that was something that I, that, that I was kind of like interested in. And that's, that's probably the reason why I didn't turn it off because usually I probably would have, but um, mm-hmm. I wanted to see what it sounded like. Cause I mean, I, I got, I caught glimpses of it uh, on the G1 and I kind of went to Japan after like two seconds with, with a, with a long three hour show, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to hear the whole thing. So um, it was really interesting, the commentary on the show, but next up, we have the never open weight championship match between Minoru Suzuki and Shingo Takagi. This is their third match uh, hey. this year. Hey, you remember the feud between Minoru uh, Suzuki and Goto? Yeah. Replay? This ain't nothing. And you know what? I, I, I like Shingo a lot. I do like Minoru Suzuki a lot, but big, big sleep on this one. I legitimately passed out this match is boring i i feel the same way <laughs> i think that there's only you know we've seen this match before we've seen it twice before mm-hmm. i think their first match is still the best one um the g11 was like whatever yeah. and i thought that this one was like the a, a repeat or a rerun of it and i was like i was so like odd it was so odd that i you know when, when we talked about the card i was like I, I didn't know why they were doing this one again so close to when they just had this match again. So it's like they could have waited. But um, I'm guessing like this will, this will head into something with, with Russell Kingdom for both of these guys. But in the end, how many times can me and you, you know, and, this is, and it goes the same with Ishii. That's why he kind of like switches it up sometimes. But how many times can we mm-hmm. see them get fired up, do the fighting spirit, do the, do the, and, the arms and all that? And like New Japan, super formulaic and, you know, I guess you can say that a lot about like other wrestling promotions, but the new Japan formula just doesn't work for me. And that was like my main problem with not watching them for most of 2020, even though they were in quarantine, but like, you know, prior, prior to uh, the lockdown and stuff like that is just these matches, they barely change or barely switch things up. So yeah, and like, whenever- like I said, like Ishii does, Ishii mm-hmm. will switch it up and Ishii's, you can see he works so many styles. He can work, he can work the, the, the kind of like no DQ style. He can work the technical style, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. He can work this, this strong style. I mean, at this point, Suzuki really only works really one. We've only, we only really saw yeah. each other one time, and that was the Osprey match, which I thought was fantastic. I, don't think, I think I was a little higher on it than you were. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, with this, you know, I don't want to sound like we're shitting on the match, <laughs> but, I mean, it was just, it was just regular. <laughs> yeah, know, just regular. And I think my big issue comes from what was the point of the Suzuki um, open weight championship reign? Like, what, what was the point? You know, like for, for all of the, 
the hype behind him getting the bell, it just didn't end up any. He just went right to, to Shingo again. So it's like, it, it's just weird. Also, yeah. And also, it's the never open weight belt. It just truly doesn't like mean anything. You know, yeah. like it, that belt is like absolutely meaningless to me. So like Shingo getting it is just like, well, he has it. And Naito being a double champion is just like, you know, Naito the only be- two belts that matter. Yeah, Naito being a double champion is now starting to cause a bottleneck at the top where mm-hmm. it's, it, the, the mid card is very low. It and- was always going to bottleneck. And I don't think anybody like truly thought about that you know and it's just like now now you're seeing it where we're getting you know a whole bunch of bullshit like this yeah and again uh i I went about three on it three thought solid three i mean they worked hard um shingo does win with the last of the dragon i thought the last stretch was cool the middle stretch just not for me this just wasn't for me yeah and just forearm strike yeah lots of forearm strikes we love the forearm strikes Next up, and I'm probably I'm pretty sure you're gonna cut a promo on this match, so I'm, I got the bomb ready. You got uh, the bomb ready. All right. Great Okan versus Okada. This match is ass. Great Okan is a bum. Why does Osprey got those stupid big ass glasses on? Uh, so what? What are they, what are their name? The, what's their name now? The the, the Empire. What is it? Emperor. The what's what is yeah, it? Yeah, it's like Empire. I'm not buying it. I'm I don't feel it. I don't I don't like Will as a heel here. <laughs> I'm just not gonna lie to you. He looks. I'm not uh not a fan of Will as a heel. Uh, this is your debut. You already had a bad debut at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, uh, not Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, you won. Did you won? And then you have a bad in ring debut. Against an Okada that is just not that great. <laughs> Far from where he has been. Yeah. Let's just be clear. He's not going to be in anyone's top five. If Okada is in your top five, you are for sure on payroll. He, he doesn't yeah, you're lying. Belong. He does not belong in any, you know, any way, shape, or form in the top five of anything right now. Um, this is a guy that at least could carry Fale to passable matches. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing with Great Khan. I I just don't see it with the guy. Um, it, this was, uh, this was just no. not, it was just boring. It just really was boring. Um, a lot of rest holds, uh, a lot of cheating. Uh, I, I I think the problem with this match is that in the whole 12, 13 minutes it was on, I just never bought Okan winning this. I just I was like, get to the promo or the the distraction that we know is gonna come. Yeah, basically. And that's a lot of these New Japan matches lately because everybody who is a heel has somebody ringside because that is, seems to be the only way they get some sort of heat yeah. or cheat. Like, I guess Yano is like the only person that can like successfully cheat without a, uh, why isn't he without the, a valet. Why isn't he the champion? He seems to be able to get one up on everyone. He could be the, the idea. He could be double champion right now. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just Naito is one shoe tie away from losing it all. <laughs> he's he's one he's one uh, fight up the ramp, and uh, yeah, so a sprint a sprint down the ramp. <laughs> yeah, one duct tape to the to the ring post away from losing it all. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. I don't think this match is great. I don't see 
any potential in uh, Great Okan as of right now. And I am like, my mind has been changed several times by many different wrestlers. I'm always open to being impressed. When he gets there, he gets there. But as of right now, I'm just not with it. Yeah. Uh, after the match, which Okada won with the money clip, there's, there really isn't. I'm sorry, guys. There was, there's not much to this match. It's him trying to get the money clip on as he was doing in the G1 for like five minutes, and he finally gets it, and he wins. Um, Will Ospreay comes out, confronts Okada, says that uh, he used Okada to get pop, to, to become the best in the world and, and become popular, and he can't become the best in the world without beating Okada in the Tokyo Dome and challenges him to a match at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Okada accepts. Uh, Chris Charlton did a, a, a pretty good um, translation of what Okada was saying. Basically, you know, I'm not listening to anything you're saying. Only thing I care about is me, you, and the Dome. That's all you had to say. I accept. <laughs> so you weren't listening to what he's saying, but you knew what he said and accepted the challenge. Yeah, he was just like, oh, I didn't care what you said. He was, like, he was like, you said a lot of, I think he said something like, you said a lot of stuff, but it was all in English or something like that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Will Ospreay is not a good promo. Let's, oh, just, let's get down to it. Never was that's not a doubt in my mind. Um, remember that beef he had with Seth Rollins? Yeah, how uh, he called him broke, and then everybody was like, oh, it's not old. since when it was about the money. And then uh, the Young Bucks started doing like some big baller money uh, gimmick, and everybody's like, oh, man, I love this intensity. All yeah, right, broke it, man. It, I think for someone who, and let's just be clear, I'm only saying this because he compared himself directly to the guy. <laughs> His work on the mic isn't even close to what a Seth Rollins does. Um, or any, just like anybody on the indies, really. Like, yeah. there's a lot of people on the indies that could cut way better promos than Will Ospreay. But I guess that's what you sacrifice when you, you know, you can only be super athletic or a great promo. And then Ospreay just, like, put all his stats in one thing. What do, you, what do you think Osprey's ceiling is here? It seems as though they're going to like a, a, a mixture of the Kenny Omega type thing and, and giving him his own stable and stuff like that. Like, I mean, the match at, at the Dome should be good, right? But essentially, like, this is, this is going to – like, he has to beat Okada again for it to, to make sense here. And it's like, you know, you got to wonder if – how many times you'll be able to beat Okada if Osprey doesn't connect and it, it, it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – I don't know, just like beating this Okada doesn't do anything for me, really, because the Rainmaker, the true Rainmaker is the guy, is like, and he's just not there. And maybe he comes out at Wrestle Kingdom, but if he comes out at Wrestle Kingdom, Osprey's not winning. And that means this whole like project is done. Yeah. The same way that they did with Jay White <clears throat> around two and a half years ago. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you don't, you, you gotta have the, the big coming out, be at the dome. You didn't give him the G1 and now we see why you weren't getting given the G1. I think this is a better direction for him. If you're not going to give him the belt is yeah, absolutely have the Okada match be with him. Um, I thought the match with, with he and Okada was, I would think it was in our top 10. I, I you know, it really did it for yeah. me, but um, you know, I, I want to see what the change will be now that he is heel and it can't just be these promos. It can't just be the suits. It has to be an actual change. No more flips, you know, flippy shit. No more of that. Yeah. Um, it has to be a, di- a different Will Ospreay, and I, and I hope they, they actually do that. Um, intermission time. They announced the Battle of the Super Junior schedule. It looks good, Cyrus. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, I'm not falling for it anymore. Wow. Desperado every, promo? Every, 
Every every New Japan card looks great, Justin. But then we watch the show, and then it's not great. <laughs> One, the uh, Hiromu show, uh, the, the the last night Ishimori people, show. People at home, I will watch, but I'm not going to pretend I'm excited anymore. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'm going to get. I, I j- I've been burned. And this pit, this show that we're reviewing now incinerated me. Wow. Well, we're we're about to get to the to the silliness <laughs> right after intermission. We have the IWGP US uh, US Heavyweight Title Number One Contender Match: Tanahashi versus Kenta. I, I like this. I like this match. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was my favorite <laughs> they thing. They did it again. Yeah, it was on my favorite. It was my favorite thing on the show thus far. I think we have predicted. Um, <laughs> I think we had predicted on the, on the G1 finale that uh, Tanahashi would come out on top here to uh, make, make way for Moxley. Did not happen here with Kenta winning, but I, I really love the fact that there was no distractions. It was a highly technical match. Um, a lot of, a lot of work. everything New Japan needs to fucking be. Yeah. It, it, it really worked for me. I, I thought it was a, a really, really great uh, final stretch as well between these two. Kenta has really surprised me. Um, he, he's in the top three, at least of my most, my most improved this year. Yeah. And like, like I said earlier, I am open to being impressed when Kenta first came, wasn't really with it. Now I'm all for it. And it, is he the only person to like successfully get out of the EC3 paradox, you would say? Woo. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, he is. I, I, and I'd say the thing about it is, is that Kenta always had it. You know, there, there was mm-hmm. no question in my mind that he had it. I think that injuries and, I mean, possibly just a lack of confidence in himself after all those injuries um, and, and probably the WWE schedule and all that stuff is probably a, a huge reason why he was never able to reach that potential. I, my problem with Kenta was never that um, he sucked. It was that people kept saying that he wasn't being utilized correctly. And I was like, there was really no mm-hmm. way to utilize someone when – you know, we see it with people like Ali and stuff like that. Like, it's very tough in that system to be injured like that and come back. Come back on tag. Yeah. yeah, unless you're certain, you're certain acts. And, you know, you saw what happened with Ali. He got injured and Kofi became the world champion. You know, it's like, it, it's literally one, <laughs> one bad shake and your whole career has changed. So, mm-hmm. like, with, with Kenta, that, that just really happened. Because when Kenta got injured, now look at where Finn Balor is. That was supposed to be him. You know, and, you know, there was, there was really nobody to blame. I, I think that, you know, the blame doesn't lay on anyone. But as far as him living yeah. in the EC3 paradox, I'd say absolutely he would. Uh, so, completely turned around. Kenta, if you hear this, we love you on this side. Uh, just sorry. keep up the good work, honestly. Like, him and Tanahashi are just doing amazing work. I'm sorry for calling you an I- IHOP waiter. Sorry, bud. Oh, come on. I forgot you said that. Uh. Yeah, but uh, he, he, he beat Tanahashi. He tapped him at uh, 20 minutes with the game over. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Really liked this match. I, I, I went four on it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, 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 I would say the same. Next up for the G1 Climax briefcase. Kota <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, there, there's no need for a flex bomb. There's no need for a flex bomb. But I just would like to say I made a joke about Kota Ibushi at shots at Ben and I never said sorry to Ben when Kota Ibushi won the, uh, the G1 uh-huh. and I 
I planned on saying, you know what, Ben, you won. (laughs) But waking up and seeing the results of this match, Kota Ibushi is a loser, bruh. I don't... I mean, but all, I, before we get to the finish, the match itself, I liked a lot. That was uh, cool. I think I think Ibushi and Jay have really good chemistry. We saw this in the G one, where Jay defeated <laughs> Ibushi again. Um, I I I don't know why you sign this guy, make him your blue chip acquisition after Kenny leaves. And then have him and then do the Charlie Brown football thing with him every single time he tries to get the big one. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And then they try and rectify this. And we'll talk about this at the end of the show. They try and rectify this, but it, it, it leads to more, it leads to more things. It's, it makes it worse with them trying to fix it. Exactly. It, it doesn't make any type of sense. And I, and I know we're, we're in COVID, but this is there. We can make a, a show on all of the decisions that new Japan has made post COVID to either liven up the product or cast out or work with the, the small pieces that they have. But I think that they could definitely do this better because I mean, back against the wall, they should be able to put out a lot of crazy stuff and, and do crazy things and they should try different stuff. But when it's things like, you know, cutting someone like Ibushi off of the kneecaps by having a, a great match like this and then not having him, you know, having him lose the briefcase in his first defense, it makes no sense. Like what, for, what storyline is this furthering? Is this the, is this in service of, the Bullet Club storyline, so that means that you're pushing Kota Ibushi, who was supposed to be your guy, to the back. It doesn't make sense. And where I think this may lead, it will lead him and Tanahashi to challenge for the tag belts once again. Well, no, we got we got to talk about what happened after the after the show. After okay, okay, the, okay. okay. But um, but the match is good. There was a uh, even the finish was. Was uh was hilarious because it was a it was a flash finish. It was it was foot on the ropes, foot on the highest rope, which made it even funnier. <laughs> it's it's very it's very crazy. But I mean, again, Jay is a great heel, uh, and, and I did feel the desperation here. And it was like you know it was it was do or die for him in this match, and you really felt that. Um, I thought Coda was was game as well. Again, Coda is one of the one of the the best wrestlers of the year, like without a doubt, like. It's funny that we don't notice how intangible it is, but just like I said, Cyrus, like we looked at that list for the G1, and his name was on every single <laughs> was on damn near yeah. every single match. <laughs> uh, so I'm I will say that I'm not the biggest Ibushi fan. Like I think he is I think he is good, so I I won't never say he's like garbage or anything. But the way that New Japan has been playing around with this man, just it really does like prevent me from like even you know, being a huge fan of him, which is crazy and possibly very hypocritical. Yeah. If you take into account that I like Naito a lot, <laughs> but is this, uh, there's only, there's only room for one loser. Wow. I'm, I'm going to pick the one with the belt. Wow. Uh, I went four on that one. Really. I really enjoyed it. Uh, probably that and the, the Kenta match are the best shows of the night for me, or the, I mean the best matches of the night for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we get to the main event, IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship, Tetsuya Naito versus Evil. They they just love they love to do this and they love to make these matches thirty minutes, right? I like I'm on Wikipedia right now and I I didn't even realize that it went thirty three minutes, but I will say this match 
really, really, really good. And then Dick Togo stops to count and it's all downhill since. And I would say that's like at the 22 minute mark where he like yeah. pulls it. It's the final stretch. Yeah. And the match was like blew, blowing my expectations out the water. Like I'm thinking they're putting on a really good show. I didn't even notice Dick Togo was there for most of it. But as soon as he finished that count, it just fucking tanks. And, and it's, it sucks because Naito, who in a lot of ways can't carry matches like he used to, has to work with like literally a bump on a log with Evil, who I think Evil works. And we saw this in the G1. He works well when it's very short matches. When mm-hmm. it's 10-minute 10, 10 matches, you know, doesn't go too, too long. Like he, he works well in that. And, and I mean, he's a great tag wrestler too. You know, he worked, I, I didn't even mind him when he was in a tag team. But with mm-hmm. here, like, they keep trying to make this happen, and it just doesn't work with him being the epic 40-minute match guy, especially with Naito, who, again, is a half a speed slower. Um, yeah, he, I, 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 the long match doesn't favor either of them, honestly. Yeah, uh, again, we, and you get Naito playing the hits. Uh, there was, what, five Destino uh, <laughs> countouts uh, low, low blows. It was just overbooked to hell. And the match that really mm-hmm. been their best match ended up to me falling really short of that and just being a solid three for a main event, which is the, which has been the theme of new Japan this year of having really great undercard and main events that just don't hit for me. Yeah. I, I saw a tweet where it was just like, man, got to commend new Japan for getting one fourth of the roster all in one match. Uh, <laughs> they literally had everybody out there. And I just, thought it was really ridiculous like I, i'm the match is really really good until the interference starts happening like and for some reason the only interference that was really good was the jay white one but then when kodo bushi comes out as well what the hell there was, everybody's here it was wwe level interference bs i was not a fan mm-hmm. Of all of that, and and again, it's looking like this is the nucleus nucleus of uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year, and will be pretty much these three guys going at each other, um, which is cool. I mean, Naito's great, Jay White's great, you know, Kotobushi's great, but you know, you, you kind of like how you use them. Yeah, is it, you mortgage that when it's just like we just want to see this end, and and it does end mercifully. Mercifully, it ends uh, at thirty three minutes. Uh, with another Destino, way too long, but it looks like the feud between Evil and Naito is done. Yay. Uh, after the match, Jay White showed up again <laughs> to confront Naito and, uh, and challenge him for January 5th. He don't want to do it on the 4th. He wants it on the 5th. And then Kota Ibushi, like you said, he came out. Uh, and then Naito said, uh, according to Chris, that this is his last match of 2020. <laughs> Naito's? Yeah, Naito said, this is my last match of the year. So. That's that's hard. That's hard body. That's hard body. I'm not having. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because they're doing mm-hmm. they're doing Battle of Super Juniors and Tag League, and then it's December and they take a break there usually. So, um, makes a lot of sense. So there you go. That is that is power struggle. Um, it 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 dragged a lot. I'm not gonna lie, especially after these G1 shows where it were very like brisk. This one did drag for mm-hmm. me. What would you think? Uh, this is a one match show, honestly. Like, 
I want to be, I, that is as positive I, I can truly be about this show is that Tanahashi and Kenta is a really, really good match. And I would damn near say it's must see. Yeah, it, 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 it is really good. Um, Kenta's, Kenta should be in that, in that mix in the top, but he's got the, he's got to mm-hmm. go back to America to defend that stupid briefcase and do all that other, that other shit. Ridiculous. Oh, Kenta's uh, go to sleep Orlando shirt. That's hard. I need it. <laughs> I think it is. I just, I just need to scratch out the Orlando part. Yeah, the Orlando. Uh, being in Orlando is not a good thing right now. Let's just be clear. <laughs> being in Florida in general is not a good idea. So um, after the show, Naito said he still wants to face Ibushi because he was the G1 winner. So he says that he will face Ibushi on January 4th, and Jay White on January 5th. So this does is the brief, <laughs> does the briefcase even fucking matter? This is my issue with all of this. You should have just had Jay White win the G1. He was ahead on points. You literally had him just lose the last night to lose the whole thing, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous. If that's what you were going to do anyway, there's oh. better ways to put these three in the mix than what you did here. Also, I I just typed in New Japan Global into the Twitter search, and it says that uh. Tokyo Dome is under threat. Boy. What the hell? <laughs> wait, wait, under threats of what? A boycott. Okay. Tetsuya Naito demands a title match with Kota Ibushi January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom Night 1 under threat of Tokyo Dome boycott. That's... That's weird. I didn't see that. Uh, it, I'll, I'll send you the link. But <laughs> hopefully that doesn't truly stop Russell Kingdom. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all not gonna work, but probably doubt it. Uh, so I mean, here's where here's where we're, we're facing here. If Ibushi wins, he's in the main event, right? Of, of January fifth. Mm-hmm. I really don't think Jay White's gonna win the titles. I think Ibushi's. Oh, gonna, yeah. I think Ibushi's gonna win both nights. I think it's time to get the belt off Naito. He's had a year run. Very weird, protracted year, but I mean, when we'll get to whether this was a success or not when we get to the to Russell Kingdom, I guess. But um, so far, it's just, just been a really weird run for him, and uh, and unlike any other New Japan main eventer ever, I think Naito had a lot of really unfair circumstances that were really out of his control this year. Yeah, and just a, not a great set of challengers outside of. Um... Outside of Tanahashi, I guess, during the G1, like, uh, and Zack Sabre Jr., I guess. But it's, it's been a rough track for Naito. <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Again, this is an all-time terrible. Here's the thing. If any other company, AEW, Impact, WWE, did this, they would be getting shit on for this. Ibushi mm-hmm. legitimately lost his main event slot and got one anyway. Without earning it. He lost his briefcase. I mean, just, out of, just out of respect. And it's just like, uh, okay. Made no sense whatsoever. I looked at it this morning and I was like, you know, as I was watching the show, I saw the announcement and I was like, come, come on, bro. It, 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 it is literally easy to just say, I mean, they could, I, don't, I don't know they don't like doing triple threats. They could have did that. But they didn't have mm-hmm. an event for the second night, so they had to do it this way, which is, which is ridiculous. And- and I mean, they could have just did the thing where Jay White wins and then 
Bushi earns it in a different way. Is that hard? I, I don't know. I mean, who could? But the thing is, Cyrus, who could he have beaten? Exactly. Hey, man, that's for Goto to figure out. And he said, oh, wait, we're going to fix this. Like, and again, like, if that's the case, the G1 was, was made irrelevant. I mean, I mean, Jay was really kind of like the runner-up. Well, not even the runner-up. He was like the, in the top five. But in the end, it, it was like he ended up getting what we said he was going to get anyway. He, like, honestly, mm-hmm. he ended up – we ended – our prediction of him winning it ended up being correct a month later. It's crazy. It's crazy how New Japan works, fellas. Uh, I, like, <laughs> this is so I ridiculous. Like, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is. It, it definitely is one of the most perplexing things they've ever done. To be honest with you, I wish they would just split the IC. And I think I even said this on the show: split the IC title, split the Intercontinental title. I mean, split the IC title and split the heavyweight title. And have one of them main event one night, and the other main event the other night. It makes it makes mm-hmm. sense. It's what you guys did last year that out of the double is, thing. That is the only way that fixes New Japan going forward in twenty twenty one. If it do, if that does not happen, then we are proper fucked. But again, they don't have enough people <laughs> to fill out the IC unless they. But again, Shingo, Shingo has a, a belt that doesn't fucking matter. He's the he's a perfect to me IC champion. In New Japan. But he's like fucking around with this title that doesn't matter. Like, why is it never open belt like still around? Like, why is this like my favorite thing about this whole thing is, is that Dave Meltzer seems to think that the, the Ibushi thing makes sense because he saved Naito at the end of the show. I guess. That there are some people, there are some people that have truly that are truly will never ever say anything bad about this company ever except us that's it <laughs> you you get the honesty from here and i pride myself on not holding back on <laughs> a lot of the stupid shit that new japan does and i feel like often than not like i'm the only person that does say a lot about like i've been critical about uh new japan's like depth of talent for two years now I hate the excursion process because the person will go away for like three years and then come back as like a whole new character. And then, you know, you get great O'Conned. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for those tag matches. Oof. Um, and then, uh, no more on the, the, <laughs> this talent shit really bothers me. It's terrible. Um, that is it for this special episode of the G show, uh, power struggle. I guess we should come back around, I guess, end of the month, around December, to talk about the Super Juniors. And I think mm-hmm. what we should do is take all, uh, just watch all the best matches from that. I'm not watching the whole tournament. We'll watch the best matches and talk about them. <laughs> hmm. All right. So best matches, how are we going to determine that? Are we going to, like, find the list? Because since nobody says anything bad about New Japan, every match is going to be fantastic. Let, 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 let's tap into a couple of people. We could ask Dom from Late Fees. He's, he's probably going to watch a lot of it. Uh, I trust him. Okay. Means. Uh, we could ask uh, Logan watches, our, our good friend Logan watches it on, 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 uh, on whenever they, whenever New Japan airs. We could ask Chris Mack. He watches it as well. We could, just, we could ask a, a brain trust of New Japan fans um, okay. who, who like these matches. And then we could come up with five 
including the final and talk, uh, talk about them on the show. So we can, we'll come back to you guys in a couple weeks. And then obviously we will have a, uh, Russell kingdom conversation proper because that card will more than likely be known hell by the, by the top of December. Right. So, uh, mm-hmm. once again, thank you guys for listening to the a show not the a show. What am I, what am I doing? The G show. I think that, I think that's why we need to change the name. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it was bound to happen one day. So it happens today. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to the G show. As always, you can subscribe to us at the a show RNC channel on Spotify and iTunes, as well as follow us on Twitter at the A Show RNC. For Cyrus, I am Justin. Thank you for listening to the G Show. Please wash your hands and wear a damn mask. Until next time, peace.